Willin. Hi. 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 Welcome to the Lessons Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have mm-hmm. you here. You're so amazing. So are you. There's so much to talk about. So much. <laughs> <laughs> so first, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Willin. Also go by Willin's World on Instagram, yeah, TikTok. Yeah. Um, I am a mom. And last year, I was diagnosed <laughs> with an osteoblastoma of um the technical term is um an osteoblastoma of the temporal mastoid bone wow you know the, you know the full name yeah. i don't know the, i can't say the full name <laughs> <in my head. laughs> and i'm here and you're here how and old here. are you i'm 20 oh god 30. no you're not <laughs> you're 30 30 years old and okay so first i want to tell people yeah. we went to high school together yes in ottawa yes i was raised there i moved to montreal yes. you still live in ottawa yes. So thank you for coming. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, we were in the ninth, the eighth and the ninth grade together. I the think? ninth grade. Yeah. Yeah. At Samuel Genet. Yeah. Catholics, yeah. Uh, Collège Catholique. Samuel Genet. Exactly. Yes. Shout out. So I wanted to talk to you about cancer. Yeah. Because we have kind of a connection yeah. with your diagnosis yeah. of cancer. And I feel like this conversation can help people when it comes to prevention. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get into it. Okay. I want you to be, I don't know if I'm gonna cry. I don't know. I'm like, probably gonna cry. Oh no, yeah. I don't have tissues. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you know, yeah. um, so you were saying that it happened, you weren't 30 yet. It was, tw- no. you were 29. Yes. And first of all, how was how difficult was it to be diagnosed with a tumor it was it close was, to your brain yeah, basically. yeah yeah um it was hard um you know it, you it's funny because i'm gonna start with this actually because i remember you posting on your story and kind of like describing your testimony um on instagram and i remember seeing the story and i remember my husband being next to me and i'm like babe babe so i had survived you know stage four cancer i can't believe she's she had to go through that i can't even imagine what it would be like to go through something like that i remember it so vividly like in my head exactly where we were when i said that and then you know and i remember myself being in that room with the doctor, I think it was a neurosurgeon mm-hmm. at that point. And I had gone through three biopsies, both two have failed. And then the final one, I actually had to go like in a surgery, like right. under to get it. Cause it was like really inside my head. And then he looked at me and he was like, like you have a tumor that's growing like inside your skull. And I want to operate like yesterday. So this is yeah like yeah like i want like it's it's growing it's growing fast it's moving fast like let's go when he told you were you alone or yeah you, you were okay yeah because so of too. covid me too yeah and i think people don't understand how traumatic it can be to to learn like he my doctor the oncologist he's an ent he turned he yeah. was looking at the screen looking yeah. at the scans that i had done and he turned around and he's like i know you're alone but I have no choice to tell you you yeah. have a stage four cancer. And it was traumatic. Yeah. Most people before the pandemic and now that the pandemic is kind of over, they get to have family oh, like with them. 
I almost fainted. Yeah. The, my legs were like spaghetti. Like you, yeah. Oh, but um, yeah. The ground just like left the floor. And I almost like, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Like, what and is the young, joke? And, yeah. And what? I was, yeah. It was like, what? I was like, no. And I remember him, you know what? Um, I had gone, I had actually drove there by myself um, because the baby was so young. He was nine months. So like, my husband was at home with my mom taking care of him. Yeah. And I just like, I went to the hospital and I remember like them showing me my scans and I was just like, this is, this is not happening. It was under, like, it was only until the neurosurgeon came in and they're very like straight, yeah. matter of fact, straight to the point. Yeah. No emotion. No emotion. <laughs> kind of just like, this is what's going on. And um, it's serious. It's the biggest surgery you're probably ever going to have in your life, hopefully. Um, and yeah. And how, how did you feel? Because I know that it was, I gave myself 24 hours Mm. and I was like, Soraya, you're going to give yourself 24 hours. You're going to mourn. And then after it's go time, because there's no time. Yeah. There's no time to figure it out emotionally because you kind of have to like, you're thrown in that situation. You kind of have to, to put your emotions aside yeah. but you i still went through like a mourning phase and it was hard how was that for you for me it was like With after, that baby the, oh, the no. little baby that's that was so young at that time i i remember driving and like shaking i was shaking i was like oh my god i don't know how i'm gonna be able to tell my family um and you know and then everybody's like oh my god what did the doctor say blah 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 and then it's like you know, like you're trying to like protect them from reality almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember like having a talk with my husband, but like just him and I and just being like, you know, like this is a big surgery. Um, and, you know, they want to do it very early, like next week, hopefully. And, um, you know, I could not make it out of that surgery. There's a very good possibility. And um, and then, you know, he's kind of looking at me and he doesn't know what to say. And he, you know, he's trying to be supportive. But, yeah. like, for me, it was kind of like... You, my my worst fear... Let me tell you what my worst fear was. Tell me. I was like, I was like oh, God. I was like, please don't let me die in bed. I was like, please don't let my husband find me dead in the bed. That was my worst fear. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, he would never... Sorry, I don't want to get emotional. It's okay. It's okay. He would never recover from it. And he. Would, I know it would, like, traumatize him. So it's like, you know, if you're going to take me, take me out in the hospital and make sure that he's with people that he loves. And... um. I was like, please, God, don't take me in my bed. Like, I just don't want to go like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. our son is, like, so close, and the home is always going to have that, that energy. energy. Yeah. And I was like, if you could just, just get him surrounded by people, and then, like, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, that was my worst fear. And, like, when you're faced with a surgery like that, like a life-changing surgery, just like I, when they told me you have a stage four, you have to do chemo and radiotherapy treatments, you don't know what the results are going to be. 
they could tell you, yeah, like, first of all, I was against getting s- statistics because mm. I was like, God is is my ultimate mm. doctor. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yep. Um, and it's like, you do not know. And, and like, yeah. the way you're talking to me, yeah. you're so strong. Yeah. I want you to know. And I want you to know that it's normal to still be emotional yeah. about something like that. But you know what? Like, I don't think that you understand what you did for me. Oh, my God. Because it was when I, after that appointment, and then, like, the hospital went into a surge, and because they were getting in COVID patients, and they didn't have enough space for everybody in the hospital. So right after he told me, like, get he's like, in the next 48 hours, I'm going to send you to do a whole bunch of tests, and then we're going to book you right away. Right. But then I didn't hear anything from them, and I was panicking, and then I called back, and then they're like, oh, because the hospital went inside a surge, we've canceled all elective surgeries, and all urgent surgeries are in a case-by-case basis. And that's when Soraya the Beast came on. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, Soraya, like, I know that you went through all of this, and I know that you, you know, you're not a doctor, but can you let me know how you went through it? Because I don't know what to do, because if I'm competing with every other surgery in the hospital... This could potentially take months. And then I was like, I don't like in my spirit, I did not have months. Mm -hmm. I was exhausted Mm -hmm. physically, mentally. Like I didn't want to be poked and probed anymore. Like I didn't want to do tests like I, you know, I didn't want to, you know, feel pain. You know, and I was I was dealing with postpartum as well. Like, you know, I didn't trust my body. Yeah. I had like a really like hard time, like trusting my body to keep me alive mm-hmm. and healthy and yeah. and you know and I was tired of fighting and then I remember you called me on the phone and you're like no Oof, like, you're gonna get me crying. no no I remember exactly what you said you're like your survival is like directly in sync with your state of mind like don't don't let that break you. I know you're tired, but like, even if you have to bring the baby to the hospital, I remember you telling me that. <laughs> like, bring the baby to the hospital, ask for your referral, get it done, and show up for yourself. Show up for yourself every single day and you fight. And I remember like sitting on the bed and being so exhausted, so tired. I, I just was like, I had no fight in me left, but you kind of reminded me like, show up for yourself. And, and, and the things that you can't control, just give it to God. You said that exactly to me. Oh, Lord. And then I, I left that room like, babe, babe, I'm going to call the doctor tomorrow and we're going to get an appointment for my surgery. And that's what I did. I called. And I remember yeah. like we were talking and you were like, I called the doctor. They're not calling me yeah. back. And I was behind you like, yeah. follow up now. Yeah. Like if you call them in the morning, follow up in the yeah. afternoon. And you're going to show them that you're in control of your life. Yeah. And... um. This, this, uh, thank you. No, thank you. It was, the fact that I was able to do that for you really helped me heal in mm. my process because I I had to see almost 10 doctors mm. to be diagnosed. Yeah. They did not care for me. Um, I went to almost every hospital in Montreal and... I had to stay strong and I had to push and I didn't have, you know, people around me, you know, I have a really supportive village around mm-hmm. 
Um, but they were like, Soraya, the doctor said you're fine. But I knew inside, you know, I have a good relationship with my gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And I knew that something was wrong and I had to get to the bottom of this. And to me, the ability to just do that for somebody else, to push somebody else, to give them hope and, and, and transmit that, that strength of mine. And, and, you know, you were already strong. Sometimes you just need a couple of words from yeah. somebody who's going through the same thing. I didn't have um, somebody who was going through the same thing as me, yeah. beside me. And to me, you know, if somebody could, be, could say, what do you want to be remembered for, Soraya? Well, just that, what I did for you, that's enough for me. And oof, this is a full circle moment, girl. 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 <laughs> and it's hard. And you know what? It, you know, and you speak of a village because, you know, it does take a village to help support you. Um, but it's like, but at the same time, it's like, if you haven't gone through what we've gone through, you don't get it. You don't. And... I know that my like my mom took care of me mm-hmm. during my cancer treatments. I had lost 50 pounds. I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk properly. I couldn't eat food after my cancer. I was like a baby. Mm-hmm. And she took care of me. And my siblings, with their positivity, they kind of, you know, I have eight siblings I'm thankful for. They were all there for me. and um, But I still felt like you guys don't know what I'm going through. Exactly. You guys don't know what it's like to be in the ring with death because that's what it is. Like you're fighting for your life and cancer and a tumor is basically one of the worst things you can ever have. That's what most people on this earth are afraid to have. When you tell somebody you you have had cancer or you're a cancer survivor... They see you like somebody who has a PhD yeah. of life, yeah. basically. And um, I want you to know that you are an amazing woman. Thank you. That you should wear cancer survivor or tumor survivor yeah. <laughs> beside your name. Like, yeah. I wear it like a badge, like it's a PhD. Because what I've been through, what you've been through is not comparable. Yeah. But I want to get into your your treatment. Yeah. Because before we started this, you told me I didn't know you went through radiotherapy. Yeah. As well as the surgery. Yeah. How was that? So the surgery, um, when they they told me it was going to be eight hours. um, And that that was, I was racked. I was like, what? Like, I feel like that's a lot to be That's a whole shift. It's really a nine to five. Um, and it ended up being 10 hours, actually. Wow. It ended up being much longer because there was more of it than they expected. They expected. And they were kind of nervous about like a facial nerve um, mm. and then a, an artery. Right. Um, and then uh, so obviously they took their time, thank God. But um, they weren't able to get all of it out. Um, they did a lot, I think, but not everything. So then they were like, okay, well, we need like a couple of se- radiotherapy sessions to really... But because it's such a tricky place, so osteoblastomas, usually they happen in like, your extremities, like your arms, your hands, your legs. Um, but be- like the skull, it's it's very rare. And they were even, they had a hard time diagnosing it. Like they were like, it's kind of a cancer, but 
kind of it, but it's a tumor. Anyways, so there was like oh, confusion yeah. about that too. So I ended up having two sessions. And so it wasn't a surgery that they could go back in and, no. and open you up because they had to. I remember they had to open up your ear completely. Yeah, yeah. And there was a risk of losing your hearing ability. Yeah. So I, I, I am completely deaf in my my left ear. Like the tumor did its thing it completely obliterated my ear um when they were trying the first two biopsies they did it like locally i guess so Mm -hmm. they like tried to get pieces of it through my ear like awake the most painful thing and i had just given birth and i'd rather give birth (laughs) twenty thousand times over than doing that procedure again i wasn't even given tylenol or anything after those things yeah they just numbed my ear and then they went to town but they weren't getting the tumor because the tumor was like so far right in there. They kept getting my ear structure that was getting moved because the tumor was taking so much place. Yeah. Um, so then the third time we scheduled a, a surgery for my on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's when they cut behind my ear. They kind of like flip your ear open. open yeah. And then they were able to like go go to town and and so your ability to hear on the left side yeah. is completely gone, gone, gone for life yeah and how do you feel about that you know it, it's it's fine now because it's like i feel like i'm young um you know i can't hear and but you know i'll often ask people being you know i'm like uh-huh i'm always like confused at what people say but i've gone to like reading people's lips and me too i had to learn um and uh yeah, and just kind of like not having too many noises around me. But it was actually like my baby that made me realize that I had a problem with my hearing in the first place. Like he was the one that like right. di- that was diagnosed me first. Oh, yeah. That was one of the first symptoms. Because yeah. for me too, I had lost the ability to hear um, from my right ear. Mm. And after the radiotherapy treatments, um, it came back. Okay. But uh, not to his full capacity mm, yeah. so i have learned and my sister always makes fun of me because when she talks i'm like can you say that again yeah. Move your lips yeah so that i could because when there's a lot of noise yeah um i can't hear properly yeah i don't normally tell people that it's it's a side effect yeah. that i've kept to myself um but it's it shows to it shows people what we go through after yeah. cancer yeah because i think some people are like okay you're done you know no. you survive no 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 there are side effects i had to learn how to read yeah um people's mouths yeah. and you know when there was the masks yes girl <laughs> Yo, you didn't realize how much yeah and you, and you know what's interesting because technically that mm-hmm. would make us hard of hearing and part of the disability community right mm-hmm. and i didn't think about that until Everybody started wearing masks and then they're talking to me and then the mask may make it not so clear when they speak. So then you're like, you're like looking at somebody and then I'm sorry, can you repeat or then and then it's like you're you're navigating the world differently and that's for life. Right. Like, yeah. But it's like um, it's it's kind of a scar. Yeah. 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 And do you do you ever have resentment for having that side effect or bitterness or like a why? Do you know, I think that it's more towards people like not understanding 
Hmm. That and and it's like it's a it's a changing me, right? So like it's not only do I have to adjust, but other people have to adjust too. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's weird, but like when I go out to eat and I sit at a restaurant, mm-hmm. I have to sit in a specific space because if I sit in the middle, that I can't hear what's going on mm-hmm. on this side. So I like to sit like at the end of a table so mm-hmm. that I'm able to like, and then it's like. Having to explain that to people that just don't get it, I feel like it's so annoying, but it it's is. like, it's like, either that or I'm perdu. I'm lost. Like, mm-hmm. I can't understand what you're saying. I can't understand what, what's going on. And I don't feel really like a part of a place or, you know, multiple people talking to me at the same time. It's like... Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, two, two seconds. <laughs> I can't, it's just, it's because everything comes at you once, at yeah. the one time, and it's hard for you to like search through and it's just like it's maybe not resentful but it's it's obviously it's difficult because absolutely it's it's hard to adjust it's hard to learn it's hard for other people to kind of learn as well like my husband he he's Haitian so he (laughs) likes to listen to a whole bunch of different things (laughs) at the same time the music is going on the tv's on the baby monitor's on he's talking to me (laughs) And it's just, like, so much at the same time. And, like, I'm like, babe, like, we need, like, we need to, like, do it one thing at a time. I cannot register everything that's going on. Yeah. So the house is much quieter. (laughs) But it's just, like. I like like it like that. It's just he had to adjust because him, it's, like, noise all the time. Like, you know, like, he navigates the world easy because that's what he's known since he's been young. But he now is, like. He likes everything loud. He likes everything loud. And he's not even in the room. He could be in the basement. And then there's so much going on. And I'm just, like, I can't. Like, I can't. Like yeah. some things are gonna are gonna have to give, babes, and then he's like, "Okay, like I get it, I get it, I understand." Absolutely, because at the end of the day, you're the you're uh, the woman. I'm you're the- here too. <laughs> like I have to live too, and it's just like I can't do it. So yeah. it's just having to adjust. Um, but to tell you, like coming here today, like sometimes it happens where it's just everything is like unbalanced mm-hmm. with my hearing, and coming here, I was like. Oof, like I was trying to put on a song um, while driving that would like kind of like balance it out. It's it's a it's a complicated relationship Absolutely. with my hearing. Yeah. And I'm happy that you're speaking about yeah. it because at first I was really embarrassed. Me too. Me too. Because like, Absolutely. Oh, my yeah, God. Very yes. embarrassed because we're young. Like people yes. don't understand. We were diagnosed with our our cancers. Yeah. Before we were even 30. Yeah. And our cancers are both rare. I know. And don't usually happen, I think, for, for black women. I know my cancer doesn't happen for, for black women. Oh, I so don't even rare. know the stats of an osteoblastoma. I have no really? idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like you sitting in the waiting room of an ENT doctor and you're like the youngest, only person of color. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You get the stares and you're like... I had like a like a, obviously like an ear thing for so long, mm-hmm. like like bandages and stuff like that because like they kept playing with my ear, and then you're just like standing there and you're like an other like an object, and right. then they're like everybody's you can tell you can tell people are like looking at you like kissed fella like it's like I don't want to be here either like you know like exactly but yeah I do yeah. still have side effects like um, 
when I get sick, mm. like last month uh, in October, I I got a cold. Mm. I was sick for the whole month. Yeah. My body is not the same. No. I don't complain. I don't yeah. show people. I work out every day. Yeah. But my body is not the same. I am 100%. not like if I get sick, I know I prepare myself mentally. Okay, you're going to be sick for three weeks. But what I want to tell people is that when I am sick, it kind of brings back the memory 100% and a lot of the symptoms when I'm sick are the same that when I had my before my cancer yeah. treatments yeah and it's scary but what I'm trying to say is that I didn't know you had your ear you you weren't hearing from that left ear mm -hmm. you had such a good vibe when I saw you this morning you are so positive Thanks. and like you're smiling and you're happy that shows that like regardless of what you go through in life like you could still you have great energy yeah, and i really am a person who feels energy and you have great energy thanks and i think i want to praise you and i and i hope people understand how strong you are thanks really strong and yeah. your son who is the cutest ever has um a superwoman as a mother and your husband has yeah. a superwoman as a wife I just feel like I'm kind of like scared to have to explain that to him when he's older because he's probably gonna ask, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you know, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, he's gonna ask me like, oh, mom, how come you can't hear? Mm -hmm. Or when it, whenever anybody asks me that, yeah. like, it's just like, ugh, like, you have to explain to it. And then you get kind of embarrassed. But mm -hmm. then it's like, why am I embarrassed? Some people don't survive this. Some people don't get to be here and talk about it. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, like, you know, mama had a tumor in her head that, you know, did some damages to her ear. And that's why I can't hear. And and I'm going to have to say it with my chest. <laughs> <laughs> or with your emotions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. You're right. And I don't know. It's just like. It's almost like surreal. Sometimes, like I forget that it's happened as crazy as mm -hmm. the Messiah. Yeah, it's like you almost like have like PTSD, and your like mind wants to forget, but your body doesn't. No, your body doesn't. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It reminds you yeah. constantly. Yeah, and that's why I've I've kind of learned to have a relationship with like I'm like super mind, body, and soul. Yeah. And I do have a relationship with my body. Yeah. And I do have conversations with my body. like, And it, it will keep reminding us yeah. forever yeah. until our last day on, on this earth. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's gradually we have to kind of... It's, you know, some scars heal. Yeah. Some don't. And some don't heal to, to kind of remind us, yeah. you know? And I think that's powerful. Yeah. And I think when you tell your son that story, he's going to be, wow, mom, how did you do it? And what you're going to tell him, I was a strong Listen, woman. Barely. <laughs> I, with, I, yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Again, I, sorry. It's like, it's really bad. Like, I do have to condition myself to, like, speak kindly of mm -hmm. me because I'm still, like, rebuilding my relationship with okay. my body. I know. And it's, it's okay. so tough. Like, it's really tough. Yeah. And give yourself grace. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. There's no instruction book. I know. At all, actually. Yeah. People, how do you deal with surviving cancer? I know. 
And and I always say like I like I was in the ring with death. You were in the ring with death. Yeah. How do you deal with that after, the trauma yeah. that comes with it? So, has your perception of life changed? Absolutely, absolutely. It's because it's it's not a given. You don't know when your last moments are going to be. So you mm -hmm. need to live it as if it it were, you know. And then it's like you know having those really tough conversations you know you know Haitians like as soon as you talk about death to come a magician it's mm -hmm. like a curse you're bringing onto yourself yeah. but then it's like for me it's like I was just like before the surgery I was like I need to prepare because I don't want to leave the burden of like coordinating everything without like some direction but then wow. it's like you need to talk about it you need to talk about it and the more that you talk about it it's like it's like wow it's like if I had one more chance, like, would I want things to be different, to look different, to feel different? Absolutely. And so that's why I'm like, and especially with people going through really, really tough time, it's just like, show up for yourself. I'm like, Soraya told me, show up for yourself one day at a time. I know it's hard. I know you're not seeing the light right now. And I know that it, it's just dark and, and comfortable. Show up for yourself every single time. You never know. You never, ever, ever know. You never know. How things are going to turn out. You never know. Mm -mm. I think um, it's it's kind of a sad part in life where people have to wait until they go through something traumatic. 100%. To, to, to understand life or, you know, understand that it's really short. Yeah. But it is very short. Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I was done with my cancer treatments, um, they did... Well, actually, during my cancer treatments... I refuse to get statistics on mm. the survival rate. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to go through this and we, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, but after they sat with me and they're like, we just want to tell you that the chances that your cancer comes back yeah. is one to three percent. And that is in the back of my mind. Yeah. And I'm going to share something that I, I don't think I've shared with many people, but since i was diagnosed with cancer in february 2020 i haven't had a full night of sleep wow i wake up every night yeah. around 2 to 3 a.m and my mind just kind of gets on fighting mode yeah constantly and i miss sleeping like yeah. i'm i'm at peace but i i just my body automatically i i, I it's kind of created his protective absolutely Situation. armor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. so i wake up and i haven't had a, a full night of sleep and um it's kind of like a side effect that comes with it yeah but at the same time it's it's a reminder yeah it's a reminder and it You're gets here. really lonely yeah and like some things i can't like i don't feel like i don't i want to bother people yeah you know um but my perception of life has has really changed. Absolutely, I do not care about many many things. Oh, me too. I don't oh. give a fuck actually about oh, many many how things. How liberating is that though? It is. You know, I had a situation in 2021. I went to a beach party and I was wearing a bathing suit, and um, supposedly it was really uh, I was uh, almost naked, which is not true. It was a bikini, a regular bikini. I have a booty, so it it's it, it was swallowed. Um, yeah. 
Rightfully so. People came to my friend and said, why is Soraya dressing like this? Why is Soraya doing this? And I remember I I got to my ear and I started crying. No. Yeah. And I was so mad because I was like, how dare a person tell a cancer survivor yeah. how to live yeah. their life? How yeah. dare you? But it doesn't say anything about you, though. It says everything about them. Right. It's projection. Right. Yeah. Because maybe they saw that I was actually happy, confident, confident, gorgeous, happy, <laughs> living life. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they want. Yeah. Um, but I had to go through hell to be that. To get person. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I feel like it's so liberating. I feel like oftentimes people have conversations with me. And then I'm kind of like, I don't care. Me too. Because I almost died. Yeah. And if people want to talk or say things or assume things exactly. about me, exactly, then I can't. I can't change that. Like I know who I am. Exactly. I don't, and it's so. And I. But you know what? Liberating. I used to be that person me though. Too. That used to like internalize that so much. Yeah. Like I really used to like care about what people think yeah. and i didn't want people to think that i was a bad person but i don't i don't give a shit me too i do what i want i dress how i want yes. um i just live my life yeah. and i'm like if you want to watch me on instagram have fun if you want to unfollow me have fun if you want to talk about me have fun it's just i you i i don't care yeah. there's there's my happiness is yes. number one right absolutely now. number one absolutely and like I'm happy you had a husband to go through yeah, this with and a beautiful baby yeah. and a beautiful family yeah. to support you. That's like, you know, during my cancer treatments, I remember seeing a lot of people alone. Yes, it was a pandemic, yeah. but they were driving themselves yeah. to their cancer treatments. And also I saw a woman biking to her cancer treatments because yeah. she probably didn't have family to yeah. support her. I'm so incredibly lucky. Like, like my husband's family, my family, my friends, my mommy group, my best friends. Mm. Like, you know, everybody was like so supportive. And like, honestly, like, he's like my husband's just like, he's my favorite person ever. Like mm, he, Black King. I know he's just like my best friend, and he's just, and you know, like he's made my life so full. He's made my life so full. Like, I know what it's like to have romantic love, to have, you know, partnership and just, like, friendship. And, um, you know, like, you come to a point where, like, you know, you go into, like, chemo or you go into these these really big, like, life-changing moments. And you kind of, like, accept whatever. Yeah. And a big part of that has to do that with the fact that, like, he's given me such a beautiful life. And... Um, and I literally couldn't, I would not be here without his support either and the way that he loves Juju. And, you know, like, I don't have to, like, worry about how my son's going to be raised because I know that, like, he's going to be fine. And um, he, his love and his prayers and his efforts and everything is just, um, I can't say enough how much I love that. You man, know, so. I, I, I see it because when you were explaining earlier how when you were thinking about the possibility of yeah. dying yeah um you were like talking about okay i'm if it happens like 
first of all, in that moment, you cared about him so yeah. much that you wouldn't have wanted to, to, no. to die in, in the house. No. But also that you were kind of talking like you were in pe- you were at peace. If you had to go, you had somebody who, you know, was going to take care of your son. Yeah. And that's really powerful yeah. and rare for our generation. I know. You have like a diamond in yeah. your hand. Just it, it's it's hard though, but it's and then you know, and that's when it's kind of like the spiritual aspect of absolutely of that that comes in. You know, like you know, I've I've lived more than a lot of people, mm-hmm. and if if that was my time, then you know, like just you know, give it to God, and then just hope that He you know puts His wings under my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's like you reflect and you accept and then you kind of like let go yeah yeah because you kind of have no control at that point at that point no like when they were wheeling me into the surgery i'm like they're gonna put me under and i may end up maybe the end for me yeah and that was tough um or I may it may not be myself. I may be different. Like you never know, right? Yeah. Like <clears throat> strokes happen. Like infections. They, you know, they could have they could have nicked my facial nerves. Like I could have looked different. And then it's just kind of like you know all these possibilities. Like you never know, right? Like, and then you just have to like be like you know what, whatever happens happens. And I just want to be like you said remembered for being a good person and being there for people and. Um, and you hope that you've accomplished that. Right. Right? Has your relationship with God changed? Yeah. For the better or for the worse? I don't it know. has. Um, <clears throat> it's, it, I think, for the better, mm-hmm. but it was tough. Mm. <laughs> it was tough. Like, definitely for the better. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I always say that everything happens for a reason, what is yours is yours and you don't have to worry about that because it's like the plan is already laid out mm-hmm. um and but not having that sense of control and you know and kind of being like but why like why 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 is this happening to me god mm-hmm. right but then it's like ah, uh, this is why it's happening to me god you know, it's crazy because you're saying that you said why, which is totally normal and yeah. whatever. I was at a point in my relationship with God where we had been through a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And I and I didn't ask him why. Mm. I just asked him for strength. Just give me strength yeah. and we'll figure it out. And even at the end, when you go through it and you talk to him, it like all makes sense. Yeah. Even if it wasn't part of his plan. Yeah. He'll fix it up and yeah. make sure that it's for your benefit. Yeah. And, you know, I think my relationship with God is different. Yeah. Um, and I have more confidence in it. Yeah. Completely. I agree. But it's not supposed to be um, linear. Yeah, right? absolutely. A hundred percent. Up and down. Yeah. And, but it's it's that one thing we could have we held on to while yeah. going through absolutely yeah because you like did you question yourself okay if i do die where do i go yeah like this, yeah these thoughts 
Like, is it darkness? Do I get to, like... Heaven or hell? I know, <laughs> right? And then you're like, where am I going to go? Like, do I get to, like, still see my family? Maybe not in the same way as mm-hmm. the physical body, but, like, do I still get to see them? Right. Um, or do I just get to be with, like, you know, loved ones that have passed, like right. my grandmother oh. or, like, you know, my husband's grandfather? Do I get to see them again? That would be great, you know? So, and then it's like, but you get to get scared because it's, like, unknown, right? It could be, like, black and then that's it. And then it's like, you're done. So it's kind of like, but I know, no. I For me, in my spirit, like, I know mm-hmm. that I would still be, maybe obviously not the same way as I am right, now, right. but, like, and then I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't know. There was just like a sense of peace. I'm like, you know what? Like, it's all in your will, God. And um, you've like, you've taken care of me thus far. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Like, I know you won't let me down, down like in the afterlife, right. right? So I don't know. I just felt like, but like having like massaging those thoughts of the afterlife and you know the meaning of life and kind of like I think it's so it's such a good exercise for mm-hmm. your spirit right Absolutely. because it's it really does tie in everything mm-hmm. that you do going forward yep. right your relationship with people your relationship with right. God you know the, your purpose in life and it's just it's you know I think that we were kind of like a force fed that yeah but <laughs> but I think you know again like we come out of it so much we understand things on a deeper level that i think if we hadn't gone through what we'd gone through we'd be very different absolutely i feel like i'm more um i'm like in my purpose right now and before i had a lot of trouble with accepting my purpose yeah and um it kind of just everything kind of falls into place and there's peace yeah. Um, what would be your biggest lesson in this whole process? Because it was, and you're still in it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been, you've been in remission for a year. A year. A year. I've been in remission for two years and a half. Yeah. It's very, very, we're like young. Yeah, in, we're, in, baby we're babies. We're babies in, in, in yeah. that process. But... You know, I, I would say that, first of all, like, the body and the mind are not only so, like, connected, mm-hmm. but they're so much stronger than you even can imagine. Like, what you think you can't handle, you would actually be surprised at how much you mm-hmm. actually can. Uh, like, yeah, it's it's... It's incredible yeah. what we can actually accomplish with our mind and with yeah. our bodies. Yeah. Um, so I think that we like underestimate that a lot. Um, and it it takes a village. Like there are certain things that you cannot like go through by yourself. Absolutely. You ha- you have to have people around oh you God. to 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 breathe life into you to support you to get on the phone with you and you know what I mean? Like, and talk you out of darkness. Right. And it's just like, don't be afraid to ask for help. I know that we live in this like society where you're supposed to be like super independent and like Mm-mm. boss babe and Not stuff, me. which you can still be, but <laughs> yeah, like you but... also need people. You need yeah. community love. You need 
like and like a village to really like breathe life into you yeah because i would not be here if it wasn't for people like you who literally like talked me out of like dying really you know because i was done like i was done i was so over it like like i didn't want to hurt anymore i feel like i've been poked and probed and i'm always in pain i'm always tired and then it's like no like you, like you're gonna do this not only you're gonna you go, you're gonna do this like you're gonna like thrive That's and it's powerful yeah what you're saying. and it's just like you need people i feel like these are the, the two lessons that i could say the first one would be so far would be that i can literally do anything absolutely i am not afraid of anything no nope. like I've, i mean if you go in the ring with death what else right what can you not what can you not do in this life yeah and then the village like i am thankful for my siblings for my family for my mother um i was always thankful for them but that like uh i don't want to get emotional but i i am nothing without my family i am nothing 100 percent. nothing there were times where during my cancer treatments where the doctors were kind of like asking, should we do the third dose of chemo? Mm. And my body was giving up. Yeah. And I was, I had almost died once during that. I, I almost died a couple of times during that treatment, but that was one time where it was like, if we don't do a third chemo, then, um, you know, we don't know if the cancer is completely mm. gone. And there was a lot of questions happening. And I remember almost giving up during my cancer yeah. treatments, actually. It was very difficult. And around the end, I was like, I, I can't do this, guys. Like, I I do not, I, I, I have no soul right now. I, yeah. I feel lost. I, I, I'm i losing my hair. I'm, I'm not able to eat. I'm not able to walk. What, what is this? Yeah. What is this life? And I remember my brother saying, you've, you've made it this far. Go ahead and continue. Yeah. And these are very simple words. But that meant so much to me at that time. And I cannot wait to have kids so that they get access to that village of yep. me. And the people that I choose in my life now, I ha- I'm very specific. Yep. If you don't have positive energy, 100%. if you don't if you're not a positive person, if you if you're not um, uh, uplifting, I will not there's no question. and that might, make me a savage then i am a savage because i will i will cut off people that bring negative energy like i I, like no like i don't know how long i have exactly you know and i think those are the two two big lessons um that i've learned i wanted to ask you a question that i feel like people don't ask me often yeah um and i don't want to I'm thankful for my village, my family, um, but I often think that people forget to ask cancer survivors, how are they doing? Mm. And one of my last questions to you, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm alive, which is great. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, I'm navigating life yeah. in a new way. Like like you said, like we're babies. Yeah. Like post cancer, post tumors, right. right? Like we're we're di- we're different. We're not the same right. as w- once 
we once once were. Right. But like, I'm I'm navigating the best that I can with the resources and th- that I have, you know. Um, but I'm doing I'm doing good, and I'm so happy good. to say that because it good. could have been different. Absolutely. Um, but it's just like navigating one day at a time. You know, there are obviously there are days that are better than others. Right. Um, and I feel like, um, you know, like you are you you're robbed of things that you can't take back, but you also gain things that some people don't have either, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm doing good. I'm I'm trying to stay positive, um, navigating this, and um, you know, I'm happy. To be alive. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. And would you consider yourself at peace? It's a work in progress, I have to say. Um, I was like super, I was super nervous. I don't know why I was really nervous about telling my story. Like not a lot of people, other than the people that were there supporting me. Mm -hmm. It's not really something that I like to broadcast. Um, But I'm really glad that I did. Um, And I think that obviously like, I take from your energy and it was because you were courageous enough to share your story that I feel like I'm courageous enough to share mine. And then, you know, we don't know how many people we're going to help by, you know, saying these things and and speaking out about this. So um, I think that it's the first step to being at peace is by removing the shame from it and really Mm -hmm. talking about it honestly. And it's it's a it's a work in progress, and um, yeah, I think um, I think it's it's like the the beginning of the peaceful journey for me. I think I think yeah. so too. Yeah. I think um, the first step is always bringing stuff to light. Yeah, and then once it's out there, then God can really you know heal, yeah. and He can really bring peace. And peace is not easy to obtain um i know nowadays like with mental health being a thing and 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 which is an important thing people throw peace out there like you have to have peace but it, it is an everyday 100 percent, every day and i think just the fact that you're on your way there that's good enough yeah you're not bitter yeah you're not angry you have good energy, you're on your way Thanks. to peace. Yeah. That's the recipe to peace. Yeah. I think I found peace because before I was diagnosed, I lost my grandmother to a stage mm. four cancer. Sorry. And the way she went through it kind of was my blueprint. Yeah. And she was at peace the whole time. Yeah. At least that's what she showed me. And um, I'm at peace because I've decided to just let go yeah. and let God. But it took time to get there. Yeah. And it took time to accept the new version of me because I'm not the same Soraya I was two years and a half ago. I'm not, I, I don't talk the same. I don't think the same. I, I, I am a different human. Yeah. And it takes acceptance and it takes you know, every day you make an effort. Yeah. Um, and that's how you kind of protect your heart from bitterness and anger because people who go through what we've been through, it's easy 
for us to be angry and bitter. A hundred percent. But we, you know, the Bible says we have to protect the heart. That's yeah. one of the places we have to protect the most. And I think your commitment to getting there is what's most important. Yeah. The rest, God is going to take care of. Thanks, babes. No, but that you're amazing. So well you're said. amazing. You're amazing. No, you're so right. Um, and I can't wait to get there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, But it's, you know, it's also about the journey and what you learn yeah. from it. So, yeah. I think, you know, I say that often, but this generation or the one that came after us is, is the microwave generation, I call them, because they want everything fast. Yeah. But healing and, and knowing who you are and being confident mm-hmm. and, you know, sitting in that peaceful um, place in your life takes work. A hundred percent. And when you go through trauma, it, it just doesn't happen. You don't wake up and you're like, ooh, you know, I'm good. No, yep. it's work. Yeah. And yes. as long as you keep doing it, then you're going to be good. Yeah. That's my thing. That's what I believe in. Gotta keep working. Gotta keep working. I know. I have one final question for you. Okay. A lot of people are going to be watching this. Yeah. Whether it is people going through anything, whether it is disease, cancer, somebody that knows somebody who's going through it, what's your advice for them? Um, to take it one step at a time. I know that it gets really easy to like imagine the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm right away and to kind of like live in it yeah before it's even happened just take it one step at a time one test at a time one day at a time one treatment at a time um and to always show up for yourself i know i've said it like twenty five thousand times it's but you're so worth it yeah. your life is worth it your future is worth it your friends and family is is worth it your passions mm-hmm. and your loves are worth it um show up for yourself I know you're tired. I know you're tired. Just show up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I have a question that just came up to my mind. And you don't need to answer it if you don't know the answer. If you had to go through it again, (laughs) would you? And I can can answer that if you want to also. Um, Would you? so if i were to be diagnosed again with another cancer because it could happen i still don't know how i would deal with it yeah um because the first time really destroyed me Mm -hmm. um i i do not have the answer to that question yeah if i were to go through the same thing, not a new cancer, but yeah. the same thing again, I would because I am such, and I don't want to, how do you say that, toot my horn or you whatever. You with a tutu. <laughs> <laughs> but the woman I am today yeah. is is something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's only because of that cancer. Yeah. I Yeah. So for me to go through the same cancer again and the same thing and do it again, I don't know. If a machine, like, I could rerun, I would do it again because the result at yeah. the end was worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's because it's, like, it's in between. You know what? I would say yes because I feel like, like, I don't know, like, my my mind is, like, altered forever. Like, oh. I feel like 
Yeah. I, I, I could probably do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably do it again. I believe it. I don't know. It could be, it could be <laughs> fake confidence, but I feel like I could. I could probably. Do I want to? No. But if I if I had to do it again, like if the doctor were to call me and just be like, it's come, it's grown back, and you know you have to do biopsies and and treatments and this that, and such. I. I would do it again. Wow. Because I mean, it's like, what's like. What's the, what's the alternative? You die? I think a lot of, like, I've, I've heard stories and I've, I've seen documentaries of people who had cancers come back one, two, three, yeah. four times. They've, they've done their treatments again. But I've also heard stories of people saying, like, the first time was so tough. Yeah. I, I, I can't though. go through the, the, the treatments that. again. And I, and I understand both sides. Yeah. I think it also depends like if if it comes back tomorrow yeah i'm still young and everything but what if yeah. i'm 70 facts yeah you know it's yeah. it's a different fight yeah. it's a different fight um but thank you so much for coming thank you for having me you're an amazing i i already knew that but let me say it again you're an amazing woman yeah. you're an amazing mother you're an amazing wife thank god for saving your life for being having like that testimony, things that I've learned that I didn't know had happened. Um, don't be afraid to just let it out. Yeah. Thanks. And you know what? You know, if you see all these things in me, it's because they're in you. And um, I think that you having this wonderful podcast and an outlet for you to actually help people with your testimonies with your life lessons with your words um, with your life experiences i think you are touching people's lives in ways that you may not um, know yet Um, but i I encourage you to keep keep on putting energy and life into that purpose because the world needs you thank you i am writing a book girl you better It's almost done. It's Good. just a hard book to write because yeah. I have to go back in painful yeah. things. But thank you so much. I, I really wait. appreciate those kind words. I really do. I love you, girl. I love you more. Thank you. Thank you.